I cannot believe I have done almost 200 pickleball fire podcast episodes and have never talked about the grip and pickleball. So today I have Steven Schnitzer and we're going to discuss the continental grip, the western grip, and even the inverted backhand. So let's get to the intro to talk with Steven. Welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, where it's all about pickleball. Today, I would like to welcome to the Pickleball Fire Podcast, Stephen Schnitzer. How are you doing today, Stephen? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I am doing wonderful today. I got to go out and play pickleball, so any day I do that is a very good day. Same here, but I haven't played yet. Well, I hope you get to. All right. Well, I do like to start off the podcast getting a little bit of background on you and pickleball, like when you started playing and how you first got into it. I started playing four years ago in July. I used to be a competitive water skier, five-time national champion. I skied in the senior worlds one time and I won. So I invented two products in the water ski uh, and the slalom water ski industry that are on every high-end water ski in the world. I used to travel all over the world teaching people how to use this. I coached for about 20 years. And uh, I used to spend my summers in Paducah, Kentucky at a ski lake there. And uh, so I showed up at the ski lake four years ago and the owner of the lake, Dr. Carl Marquis, he converted the parking lot into a pickleball court. And I had never seen a pickleball court, knew nothing about pickleball. And so my girlfriend and I, we would go out and ski and people would be out on his court playing pickleball for hours. And it looked like fun. And uh, when they would, when we would get done and they would leave, there were extra paddles and balls laying around. So my girlfriend and I would start hitting to one another. And next thing, the uh, locals start challenging us and we're challenging them. And then we start playing at night and we're playing all over the place in Paducah, Southern Illinois area. And uh, one thing led to another and we became totally immersed in pickleball and uh, our water ski careers ended. I haven't water skied in over a year now and I have no interest in doing so, but uh, a day without pickleball is a day without sunshine. So that's kind of what happened to me. That's amazing how much it's changed for you. And I'm really curious, Did was that court built in the parking lot so the skiers would have something to do kind of on their downtime? Or how did that court even get built? The owner, he played at a country club. And the country club was redoing their courts. And I guess guess they had nowhere to play. So I don't know what his, I don't know what his reason was for building the court, but the people at his club had nowhere to play. So he built a court. He turned the parking lot into a court and it was just big enough for the court. It has has a permanent net on it. Uh, It's painted. It's, it has pickleball paint on it. It's, totally professionally done. So all of the people from the country club were playing at his place that summer. 
So again, I, I don't know his actual reason, but I know he was very immersed in pickleball prior to that point. No, I have to admit, I have not had a high-level athlete who's a water skier like you are. And one of the things I always like to do when I talk to people who have been in a sport that I haven't really talked about on the podcast, I'm so curious, is there anything at all that transferred from your water skiing background to pickleball? Because it's obviously not a paddle sport. So, and I don't know, I actually have water skied but it's not like a sport like basketball or something like that, where a lot of the footwork transfers. Was there anything from water skiing that actually did transfer to pickleball that helped you? Oh, there's a whole slew of things. Like I said, I coached all over the world. And so a lot of the philosophies I had in co- in, the, in my water ski coaching, in my water ski preparation, in my water ski training, in my water ski practice, many of those philosophies crossed over into pickleball. Yeah, I'll go out and drill two, three hours a day, whereas most people don't drill. They just play. So in uh, skiing, I would, it was practice. And you rarely went to go to a, you, tournaments were few and far between, but practice was a daily thing. And there was practice and there was fitness and there was, there was your, there was diet. There was a, the mental preparation. So many ha- handling injuries was a very, it was another factor. You know, in water skiing, I, I came up with a saying in water skiing, if you're not hurting, you're not working hard enough. So in water skiing, we would always be hurt. You know, the boat has, the, the boats I was skiing behind, it's a 19 foot boat, 20 foot boat with 330 horsepower. And it'll literally rip you apart if you let it. And uh, so you were in a tug of war against this monster of a boat. And you were doing this day in and day out. I did this for 30 years. And so there were always, you were always spraining something, whether it was your back, your ankles, your knees, uh, your elbows, your arms, getting your collarbones ripped off. You were always skiing hurt. And uh, I find in pickleball that many people that, that I talk with, they're taking a week off, they're taking time off because their elbow hurts, or this hurts, or that hurts. And it's like, hey, uh, you just have to, you, you have to go through it. You have to forget the, forget the injury, you know, tape it up and get out there and get your practice in. And as long as you can, you've got to be out there on the court practicing. Injuries are just something that something that happens that you just have to forget about and get out there and practice. You have to and outwork, like Michael, I think it was Michael Jordan that said, you have to outwork your opponents. And same thing goes in pickleball. And it sounds like you you do that. But as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you've developed a couple different products in the water ski industry. You're working on one in the pickleball world, which actually is related to the grip. But before we actually get into your product, I want to talk a little bit about grips in terms of how people hold on to the paddle. And we'll we'll talk about 
here I'm hitting my forehand and I'm a right-hander since that's going to cover a lot of shots in pickleball and it's going to cover most people because there are not that many lefties. So there are different grips in pickleball and I think a number of them are akin to the different grips in tennis. Can you describe each of the different types of grips in pickleball so we kind of level set for people before we get into talking about the product that you've developed? I'm not an expert on grips, first of all, and I don't have a tennis background, so I don't know uh, all the grips that all these tennis players, these advanced tennis players use. In pickleball, what I see mostly is the continental grip where the where you're holding the paddle like a hammer where the v between your thumb and your forefinger is in the center of the handle with the paddle being held horizontal horizontal excuse me paddle being held vertical there's two basically i know of two basic grips the continental grip with where you're holding the paddle like a hammer and the western grip where you're holding the if the paddle was flat like a frying pan you're holding the paddle like a frying pan like you're smashing somebody in the head with the bottom of a frying pan that would be the western grip the western grip has many limitations as to not as many limitations as the continental grip but i hold the paddle in the continental grip and i was having i was having problems doing with a few shots and i kept trying to figure out how I could alleviate that problem. And that's where this product came from. Okay. So let's talk about the continental grip. And I think that's, like you said, I think most players use the continental grip. I actually do use the continental grip. I have a racquetball background and actually you would kind of switch your grips. So there was two different grips, but in pickleball, I do just use one. So talk about if you're hitting, using a continental grip, which most people probably are, what shots are difficult to hit with that style of grip? The problem I was having was when somebody was sending a ball at my paddle shoulder, at my right shoulder. And from my coaching experience, my coaches always, my coaches tell me that you want to get the ball out in front of you, as far out in front of you as you can, right? So when a ball was coming at my right shoulder, I'm right-handed, I play right paddles in my right hand when the ball was coming in continental grip when the ball was coming at my right shoulder i don't have enough dexterity enough flexibility in my right wrist to rotate the paddle so it was facing straight down court all i could get out of it was maybe 45 degrees where if uh, where the ball would go across court i couldn't hit it straight down court and the only way i could hit it straight down court was to rotate my upper body away from the ball about 45 degrees and that would make that would give me uh, that would make the ball me hit the ball at my side instead of out instead of two or three instead of two and a half feet out in front of me. So I kept getting in this situation where I had to rotate my upper body in order to get that shot, which was a problem. Another situation when a ball is coming at your face, having the ability to get the paddle facing down court. You know, straight down court. I couldn't. I see many people just flailing away when the ball is coming at their face. So this gives you the ability to rotate your paddle, to rotate your paddle when it's coming at your shoulder, when it's coming at your face, 
another thing that I wanted to be able to do, there's a, a buddy of mine, Captain Lee. He uses an inverted back when he's up at the net to smash the ball at, at a very high angle so nobody can get it. So a ball that's coming, a ball that's coming maybe a foot or two over the net, he can put it right on the opposite side of the neck, opposite side of the net where nobody can get it. It's just, it's gone. This uh, accessory gives me the ability to do the inverted back, the inverted backhand rather than, I, I think there's a lot more power in the inverted backhand than a regular backhand. So, and let me just break in for a second. Can you describe a little bit more what it means to have an inverted backhand? Because I know this is a podcast, but I want people to be able to visualize what you're referring to. On a typical backhand, your thumb is up. You're gripping your paddle, your thumb is up. On an inverted backhand, your thumb is on, on, on is down on the underside of the paddle. It's a very unconventional shot. But you'll see the people with the Western grip use it. So this accessory gives me all the benefits of the Western grip as well as all the benefits of the Continental grip. So I'm able to do shots that most people with the Continental grip cannot do. Or people with the Continental grip cannot do. So the accessory that you've developed, I know it's kind of in a prototype stage, but what is it like? Give people an idea of what it looks like, because you're kind of describing how it can be used and how it could really have a positive impact on your game. One second. It's a, uh, it started out as a piece of, as a piece of angle aluminum that I attached to my paddle handle that I would keep my thumb against. And by doing this, I was able to rotate the paddle rapidly from continental grip to Western grip. As time went on, a buddy of mine su suggested that I make it out of a softer material. So I started making them out of foam now and the foam works just as well and it's a lot safer. So I did send you some photos. I don't know if you can attach any of them to this podcast. But basically, it's a piece of foam that attaches to the paddle um, that you keep your thumb on. Instead of wrapping your thumb around the backside of the handle, when you're in the continental grip, instead of wrapping your thumb around the backside of the handle, your thumb stays on the left side of the handle. So instead of putting it against the side of the handle, this accessory extends the side of the handle just a, maybe a half an inch, five eighths of an inch. So it gives you something to hold, to grip, to hold on to. So, but by keeping your thumb there, you're able to rotate the paddle from continental to Western grip in a split second. So you're able to utilize all the benefits of the Western grip and the continental grip at, basically at the same time and do shots that people are not expecting. And so it sounds like the accessory helps you to rotate properly between the continental grip and the Western grip. Is that Correct. right? Correct. Correct. And I tell people, I tell them, once you wrap your, once you put your thumb around the backside of the handle, you're, in, you have a problem. 
and everybody holds the paddle exactly like I'm explaining right here. They put the in continental grip, your thumb goes around the backside, your knuckles are on the, uh, the right side and your thumb is on the left side of the handle. And the side of the handle is right in the V of your thumb and forefinger. Once you wrap your thumb around the backside of the handle, you lose the ability to rotate the paddle. So this, as long as you keep your thumb on this accessory, you don't have that problem. It eliminates that problem. And it opens up all kinds of new avenues, new shots. Now, I'm curious as to why don't they have something like this in tennis? And why hasn't it come over from tennis to pickleball? I don't know. I, I really don't know. Why don't they have it racquetball? But I don't know tennis and I don't know racquetball and I don't know any of these other sports. But I played pickleball and I had a problem. See, in water skiing, I had a problem. I needed deceleration. I was coming into the buoys way too fast and I needed deceleration. And I got to thinking about it. And I, I, I figured stuff out and I worked on it. And I came up with the wing in 1979, I think it was. I invented the I put a wing on the fin and the rest is history. In 83, I had other problems that, that were developing as my career developed. And I got to thinking about it and I started asking what if, and I started testing. And uh, I came up with an adjustable fin in 1983. And uh, the rest is history. Both those products are in every high-end water slalom competition, slalom water ski in the world. So in, in pickleball, I was having this problem with this shot. And I said, how can I eliminate this problem? And uh, I, one, I started testing with this. I put this aluminum angle, aluminum angle iron on my paddle. And it worked. And then I started refining that, which led me to the foam. and which is lead, <laughs> leading to this podcast, to letting the world yeah. know that it exists. Yeah, so so let me dive in a little bit deeper. How is it different from just switching your grip, just from switching to the Continental to the Western grip with, without an accessory? If The only way you can really do that is if you keep your thumb on the side of the paddle. You cannot put your thumb around the paddle, okay? So if you keep your thumb on the side of the paddle, you can do that, but you have very limited, you don't have much grip and you have very limited uh, torque, mobility. This gives you more, much more surface area. It also gives you more power. You, your thumb has a lot of, a lot of strength in it. So it, it, it gives you a place for your thumb that keeps you from wrapping it around the paddle. I'm curious as to what do other pickleball players think about this accessory? When I invented the adjustable fin, when I, I think when I invented both of my products, there were a lot there was a lot of resistance. And the thing is that I knew that this stuff worked. And so I just stayed at it and stayed at it and stayed at it and stayed at it. And eventually the world caught up with me. So not many people have tried this. I have a few people trying it right now. People that come out of the tennis world, advanced tennis world, the advanced tennis world, where they've practiced their grips for years and refined them, they 
they don't see the need for it. And I got to thinking about that the other day. And what I figured out was, wait a minute, this is pickleball. This isn't tennis. This is pickleball. So it's a different sport. And we don't have to abide by the rules of tennis. We can go any direction we want. This is an accessory that I know, I see, that has the potential to introduce new shots, new techniques to people that are willing, that, that have an open mind, that are willing to learn what it can do. So one of the reasons for the podcast is to open up people's minds and to get people to try it and and put it on and use it for two months. If you use this thing for two months, you won't go back. Well, one of the things that I could relate to when you said we're talking about the high-level tennis players, they've had a ton of practice changing their grip and being comfortable with that. And I know as a racquetball player, I did change my grip. And you're right, it took a long time to be comfortable to get it in the right spot, to hit the forehand, to hit the backhand. But what's interesting is when I came into pickleball, I felt like the game typically moves so fast that it's much harder to switch grips. Exactly. And this thing, I can rotate my grip instantaneously. Instantly. In fact, I can or I can rotate my grip so well I can hit balls with the back like I can when I'm at the net. If you drive a ball at my face, I can hit it with the front side of the paddle or the back side of the paddle and put it just about anywhere on the court. Interesting. Now you said that you've got a few people trying it, and I would imagine that after hearing this podcast episode, there's gonna be some interest in your accessory. What's your timeline in terms of having this available for other people to try it? Right now, it's in the, its total prototype stage. I mean, I, I make these by hand. I just made one this afternoon that I'm going to put on my paddle. But I have no plans. I mean, I'd love to put this into production. And I do have a company lined up that is willing to, a big company, a big sporting goods company lined up that is willing to put it in production but like i say it's still in the prototype stage and i haven't gotten any further than that if some people want to try this i carry i have a half a dozen of them in my bag my in my pickleball bag so any anybody that wants to try it just tap me on the shoulder and let me know there's probably other ways that 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 i can get it out there but do you have any yeah. suggestions yeah, and well, and just to let people know, you are in the Lake Worth, Florida area, I believe. Yes, I play. I play in the Lake Worth area, Lake Worth, West Palm Beach area, but I also play at the Delray Tennis Center, which is a hotbed for progressive pickleball. So a lot of your a lot of your pros, your South Florida pros, play at Delray. So I do play there. So I show up there. I'm there like every Sunday. So. Uh, I'm, all right. the, I'm then, the guy. I'm the guy in the white hat. Okay, and then if somebody does want to reach out to you, if they want more information, where can people contact you? I guess my email. Hopefully, my email is safe to give out. I think it is. Okay, so we can put my email 
out there. Do you, would you, do I need to spell it out or do you take care of it? Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and spell it out? Because I don't typically put it on the website because then people will spam you. So if you just want to tell people what it is on the podcast, then I think it'll be fine. Okay. It's my name, which is Stephen, S-T-E-V-E-N, middle initial A, last name Schnitzer, S-C-H-N-I-T-Z-E-R, Stephen A. Schnitzer at gmail.com. So that's my email. So you can contact me through, through email. Perfect. Well, I think this has been a really interesting episode. We got to talk about the Continental and Western Grip and your accessory. Actually, do you have a name for it yet? No. Being that I get all the benefits of the Western Grip, I get all the benefits of the Continental Grip, and I also get all the benefits of the two-hand grip. So it doesn't limit me at all. So I get three grips out of it. So uh, one of the potential names I have for it is the tri-grip. Another name I have for it is the thumb drive. So it may have one of those names and it may not, but that's where I'm at right now, thumb drive or uh, tri-grip. All right. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for being on the Pickleball Fire podcast. And I have to admit, I like the tri-grip. Good. I like that. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pickleball Fire podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to give it a five-star review on Apple iTunes.